Welcome to Career Day. Uh, today I have a special guest. What is your name, sir? My name is Ng Nguyen, and I'm a high school math teacher at uh, Xinhua International School. So math teacher, what grades do you teach? Uh, I only have junior and senior, so the 11th and the 12th graders. So when I'm thinking back to my 11th and 12th grade, so junior year I, I took pre-calculus, yes. and then my senior year I didn't take math because I wanted to take ceramics instead. Um, what what is the what kind of student are you getting in a junior and senior year of high school? Uh, so I have quite a variety of them. Um, I teach uh, AP statistics, so those are the one that um, have already completed uh, calculus or uh, AP calculus, um, and that's quite special uh, at Xinhua because they are very advanced in math already. So I have really the top students for my AP statistics. For my calculus, I have. Uh, only juniors, and they are the one that doesn't want to do AP calculus, but they could do it. But they just want to take uh, something lighter, and because they might interest in something different than math or science. Um, and then for my statistics, I have uh, seniors, and they are, those are the one who um, math is really not their strong suit, so they kind of take something, um, and that would be something for them to do. Nice. So yeah, so I have a variety of uh, abilities, math ability for all my students. And this is your first year at Tsinghua? Yeah, this is my first year teaching here, uh, and most of my first year teaching internationally at a private school. Uh, my background has always been in uh, public education in the U.S. Uh, I was teaching for four years at an inner city school in, uh, in the U.S., um, in Omaha, Nebraska. So yeah. So what is the biggest difference between American public school, inner city uh, Omaha, versus private school in China? So I think the biggest difference, and this is something I've been reflecting quite a lot too, is that um, I tip, I'm really good with dealing with uh, classroom management and behaviors, because that's kind of what you have to do in, uh, in the public schools environment and also very good at breaking down uh, a big concept into very small bites uh, make it easier and seem uh, simple for students to understand because that's typically uh, the population that I have really behind grade level and uh, need a lot of intervention and reinforcement so um, so I have to really break down everything for students and make it uh, a lot of accommodations um, well, here I don't actually have to do a lot of it, and I have to really change my way of teaching because students here are, are very uh, advanced and very mm -hmm. intelligent. So instead of breaking the concept down, I actually now have to uh, go a little bit further and deeper in, in the math understanding and kind of push them further. Uh, because they are already advanced in their career. So I think that's the biggest difference that I have found or encountered so far. And I'm still adjusting to it, but, but yeah. What do you prefer? I, uh, I do prefer it here. I do prefer teaching uh, high ability, high level students because I feel I actually do a lot more of the teaching. Uh, there's a lot of learnings uh, happening and um, a lot of meaningful discussions. And, and student, I think, has to be at a certain level to get to that point. And, uh, and I've kind of been really enjoying it so far Yeah, as a teacher. Yeah, and that was, that was one thing when I came here. I was like, a, oh, I can just teach? <laughs> this yeah. is very nice.
Yes, I don't have to go over <coughs> and constantly review in the, I can, and you know, in the U.S. I can assume that they already know something, even though they should have already know it, but they typically forget or you have to reteach it again. So yeah. Yeah. So growing up, did you always want to be a teacher? Uh, not really. It's never really my um, on my thought on my list of teacher really. My mom was a Sunday school teacher, so uh, she was a stay-at-home mom. But you know that what she was doing, uh, kind of for her. So I know. So I have a mom as a teacher growing up, in a way. But no, it was never uh, in my mind to become a teacher. Uh, and so if I was if I was going to go back sixth grade on, yeah. And I was like, what do you want to do with your life? What would you have told me? See, I think uh, I grew up in a very different environment too. So, you know, people don't really ask that question when I was growing up and sometimes people do, but I think you would typically do what, what more in the demand in your society, uh, something that will make uh, money or you make a living when you, uh, when you become an adult. There's not much of your aspiration, uh, what you dream of, or your hobby. It's more about make sure that you will have a job when you grow up or when you get out of college. I think that was more of a thinking. So, so to, sixth grade on would have told me uh, money. Become, not like that, but thinking more like realistic thing. You know, you wouldn't want to <clears> say that I want to be an, an artist, a philosopher. Mm. It's like, I think it would be like, oh, I'm going to work in like finance, I work in technology. Things like that. That's things amazing. that would be uh, more practical. Was that because did you grow up in Kansas? No, or uh, Nebraska. Sorry. No, uh, my family uh, we immigrated to the U.S. when I was in the teen, like teenage age. But I was growing up in Vietnam, growing hmm. up. So yes. Yeah. So what was? So I've been to Vietnam once. It was a great trip. Yes. Got to see you know from the north to the south. Uh, the food was amazing. Where did you grow up? I was in Saigon, sort of south. In the south. Yeah. Yes. Um, what was it like growing up in Vietnam? Um, I think it's, you know, now come back here in, uh, not come back, but like now I'm here in China. It's kind of bring me back a lot of like memories. Like, oh, this is how I used to do things. So this is how it was growing up, which I would totally forget about it. And now it's like, oh, yeah, this is kind of the way people do things. It's not quite the same, but it's somewhat similar. Uh, so I would say um, the standard of living wasn't as high. I would say I remember that uh, the city would get flooded a lot. So every time the rain season, you would have like flood water in my house for a good, you know, like one foot or like two feet of water. And that's something very common. And that's something I always remember. Always um, the traffic, the chaotic. Uh, I was riding bike to school. Since I was like seven or eight years old, but you know, like riding in traffic was always kind of crazy. And uh, things like that. So it's definitely a lot more chaotic, um, very busy. So yeah. And so you moved to the US, where? Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So you moved to Omaha, Nebraska. Yes. At uh, what what age? I was 16 when I came, when we came to the US. Okay, yeah. so you've, you've experienced life. And you go to Omaha, Nebraska. Yes. This I've been to Omaha. It's a yeah. cute town. Small. Yes. It's not Saigon. Yes. What was your experience? Uh, I think we came at, in late April, and it was still very cold. By cold, it was like 40 degrees, or 30 or 40 degrees. I would say about 40, 
in the 40s, most of the time, you know, and most people was wearing t-shirt and shorts outside because I would be warm for them. But I was freezing cold because I was in, you know, living in tropical climate. And so I remember I used to go out in a big heavy jacket and, uh, and kind of get used to it. It was really overwhelming because everything, everyone was in their own cars and, you know, we, we didn't have a car. We never have a car when we were growing up, so always motorcycles and bike. Um, you don't see anyone on the street really because we were living in a suburb. But you know, we always constantly see people walking on the street and vehicle. But it's very quiet, it's very calm, very clean, and very, very typical suburban America. And that was a big difference. And I didn't speak uh, any English really, a lot of English when I first come to US. So I was kind of learn English too and try to get uh, assimilated, I guess, or whatever the word they could use, yeah. Was that a positive experience or? I would say so. I um, I mean, I take, I, I think this was a positive experience. I think it was, I mean, uh, it was definitely struggle a bit because I started high school and right away and uh, I guess it was hard to, you know, start high school without knowing anyone and didn't speak a lot of the language. But I know I I watered somehow and uh, make it out okay. Yes. So okay, so you're. This is a very positive way of saying this. If I had jumped in sixteen-year-old high school and I didn't know really English, I feel like I would have died. Yeah. So I think uh, the thing about me, I just have a very strong uh, determination. I'm, I'm somewhat ambitious, so I always know that I need to. Um, you know, quickly learn English and, uh, and things like that. I always knew that I want to go to college. I always knew that I want to do, you know, different kind of things. So, so I got to really try really hard back to, uh, to make sure that I learn English and um, do good in school and then go to college and things like that. So, yeah. And you were successful. You did all these things. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Most of it, yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so... When did you figure out that you wanted to be a teacher? Uh, so I went to college. Um, I was um, I was a chemistry major, started out, um, and uh, second year into it, I said, "No, that I hated it because I didn't like to do labs. I didn't like the, the content. I mean, I I can do it, and I can study, and I know it, but at the same time, I'm not enjoying it." And I'm kind of having, you know, like an existential crisis during my sophomore year in in high school. And um, and then I went to my counselor and she was like, hey, if you want to switch uh, your degree, you have a lot. Because in the U.S. we have something called dual enrollment. So if you take courses in high school, you also get credits in, in college. So we're taking uh, a lot of, I was taking calculus, uh, AB and BC and Cal 3 and DEQ. So I, when I graduated high school, and I have about 16 college credits already in math. Um, so she was like, hey, if you switch to math, you're technically not behind, but you're actually kind of ahead because you already have all these credits. So you should graduate in four years. And then she was like, hey, there's another, there's a scholarship right here. It's like a federal government scholarship. And if you become a teacher, uh, you get like $15,000 a year and you can get up to like two years if you do it. But then when you graduate from college, you just have to teach in a, in a city school for like two or four years, something like that. 
And I was like, hey, that sounds like a really good deal because uh, I already got my tuition paid for. So if I get more scholarship, is it kind of like my money? And it's like, oh, that's a really good deal. And I didn't know what was going on or what to do. So I was like, sure, I'll do it. And uh, so I switched to become a teacher. And at the time too, I was working at an elementary school. Uh, I was doing like after school program and I was working with um, like five to 10 years old kids. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoy teaching them and spend time with them. So it's like, well, maybe I'll try to be a teacher and, and we'll see. But yeah, I saw, so I did that, but I still wanted to get my math degree and my secondary ed degree. So if something, if I don't like teaching, I can hopefully do something else different with math. But I've been kind of sticking with it so far, so it's good. Nice. And so <clears throat> you're in Omaha, you're teaching. Yeah. Why China? Um, so when I was in college, I went study abroad twice, uh, one in Italy and one in Portugal. And, um, and I think from my experience moving from Vietnam to the U.S. To, um, and also traveling when I was in college, I always knew that I wanted to uh, live somewhere overseas because um, I think it's more exciting, something different. And I always think like it would be, you know, if I didn't go to the U.S., I wouldn't have all this opportunity. I wouldn't have the chance to, to do any of this. So I kind of want to take advantage of it and, uh, and give it a try and do it. Um, so I wanted to go back to Europe. That's always been my, uh, my dream. Um, and I wanted to do it right after I got my master, uh, which is which was last May. But then COVID happened, so I had to push it back and uh, decide to apply uh, this past year. Um, got a few job offers, but uh, this one was the best in terms of location and the school and everything. So, so I guess I decided China because I think if I was getting an offer in Europe, I would would have gone to Europe, uh, mm. but yes. yes. Nice. So my last question. Yes. If you were to do it all over again, knowing what you know now, so you know, you're you're this person. Yes. Going back to the beginning, would you do it exactly the same? I don't think so, and I do think about this a lot too. I sometimes I wish I had the knowledge and the life experience of what I know now. Is me as a 27 years old, whatever going back to high school uh, with my th thought and my ability and experience, I would do something different, I would say. Oh, I would, uh, I guess I would tr be more ambitious and try harder in high school. So maybe I could even go f a bit further with what I have done so far. But yes, but probably not teaching. So something different. You would, have done. you would have done something different? Yes. Yeah. Do you, what would you have done? Do you know? Um, what would I have done? I don't know. Uh, I'm always really interested in psychology, um, or philosophy. Those are the things I'm really interested in. Uh, so maybe something along the way. But yes. Yes. But yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. Anytime. Yeah.